had the hots for his ex-wife. It was none of Schwartz's concern. Keeping her safe was. He looked down at his boots and noticed a dried noodle on the toe of the right one. He hadn't made spaghetti for three days, and the fact that the noodle hadn't worn off probably meant he hadn't left the cabin in that long either. So you have a pet wolf, Grant said, making conversation. Yep. Why doesn't that surprise me? Schwartz looked over at the shaggy beast snoozing in front of the wood stove. He was a wolf-dog hybrid, if you wanted to get technical, which Schwartz didn't. Sherman's massive paws were sprawled out in front of him like woolly toilet plungers. As if sensing he was being watched, the beast pricked his ears and opened one eye, and Schwartz felt himself starting to smile. You're picking Janelle up at a bus station somewhere, right? Grant asked. Schwartz turned back to his brother. Yep, that's all you need to know. The fewer details anyone has, the better. We're making this girl disappear, remember? Try not to make it sound so menacing. You want her hidden? I'll keep her hidden. You're the master of that. Grant's tone was still friendly, but there was a darker edge to it now. The whole family hasn't known how to find you for almost a decade. I gave you my phone number. Yeah, but you made me swear on my left nut I'd never share it with anyone. Hell, half the time you screened my calls, and you used a block number to call the rest of the family on holidays. You put up more safeguards than the fucking CIA. Schwartz ignored the jab and glanced at his watch. He still had four hours before he had to pick up Janelle. He'd arranged a complex travel itinerary to get her from her home in San Francisco to his remote mountain cabin deep in the Montana woods. Cash only, no records. There'd been a series of cabs, a train, and several buses. He'd stopped short of arranging several miles on horseback after Grant informed him Janelle had never ridden a horse in her life. She's a city girl. Grant said, reading Schwartz's thoughts and jarring him out of them all at once. She's in for some pretty serious culture shock when she gets here. Be nice to her. Fuck off, I'm always nice. Grant nodded and picked up his mug. He took a sip, winced, then took another sip. He studied Schwartz with a look Schwartz could have sworn drilled straight through him, cataloging every thought, every fear, every secret. Schwartz hated that look. It was one of many reasons he'd stayed away so long. When Grant spoke again, his voice was oddly low. I've missed you. Yeah. Schwartz nodded. His chest felt tight, like his heart might bust right through his ribs. He swallowed hard to keep his throat from closing up. It's been a while. Nine years, eight months, 29 days. What are you, a goddamn calendar? I'm just saying. The whole family asks about you. Everyone wants to know why. So this Janelle person. Schwartz interrupted, feeling his gut twist as he steered the conversation toward more neutral turf. She's not expecting the Ritz-Carlton, right? Grant frowned. 
glancing around the log cabin with an expression that suggested this was about the furthest thing from luxury. The Ritz? No. Uh, you did figure out a place for her to sleep, though, right? Sure. The woodshed is nice and dry. Hardly any mice this time of year. The sad thing is, I have no idea if you're kidding. What? She'll like it out here. Smells nice and woodsy. Schwartz, relax, baby brother. Schwartz folded his hands around his own coffee mug. Don't get your panties in a twist. I ordered one of those rollaway beds online. Even bought some fancy sheets from that website Sherry likes. He watched Grant's face soften at the mention of their sister, and his own stomach did a weird twist. Saying her name out loud made him miss her something fierce. So had seeing her in person at her wedding a few months ago. Granted, she hadn't seen him. He'd taken great pains to...